Ah, uh, yes, NBA playoffs update here. Beautiful CBS music. Game four intro, 1987. It was a well-directed night that magic hit the sky hook. The first two games the of the of NBA Finals. Finals. Los Angeles was the way, uh, still with their passing triple double and player in playoff history. Running. Even though some other guys who are supposedly the best players of all time are uh, it was played seventy more games, which is why they're and not. That's the story for the day. Just like remind everybody that. Oh, I miss those old playoff days. And as we get to the NBA playoff bracket here, we see that uh, we're in the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference Finals. Got Rosie up here, a little different location here. Not in the office right now, some stuff being done in the office. But uh, Dallas Mavericks pull off quite an upset over the uh, Phoenix Suns. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Golden State uh, took care of Memphis, and it's just a shame that Ja couldn't have been healthy, and we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, the Miami Heat took care of the Sixers, and again, Joel Embiid uh, hurt. That was uh, unfortunate. And uh, Milwaukee and Boston, again, no Middleton. Uh, so, again, that leads me to my point uh, here on Telling It Like It Is. I haven't heard this point anywhere else, and you won't, because we're the best, and everybody else is just swimming in our wake. But, again, should have a 70-game schedule, no back-to-back games. With a 70-game schedule and being able to have a no back-to-back game, just be able to spread that out over the same amount of times, because this crap where we do load management during the season and nobody plays any defense and nobody goes as hard as they do in the playoffs, everybody coming up lame, People getting injured in the playoffs because they're not used to the physicality and they're not used to the effort. You can't just turn it on like a switch. And this is one way we can maybe get load management out of this crap ass bullshit. Excuse my French, but you know what? It's crap. 70 games, no back to backs. The one here about load management, put something in the CBA. You say, Oh, Jesus Christ. The owners aren't going to want that. Yeah. Well, the owners were going to want no load management too. So make a damn agreement here has to be legitimate injuries, put protocols in place because this is crap. And you're having too many injuries and we're not getting the best basketball players being available to play their best when their best is needed. And that's garbage. So we don't need that. So let's come to some agreement here. Let's get 70 games because basketball is not a, a game of historical game numbers like baseball is or other sports are, but you know, basketball doesn't matter. You're playing 82 or 70. It's about averages. You know what? Let's play 70. Let's get rid of the back-to-backs. And on the other end, the owners get back, no load management. Let's make it a deal. Let's get quality in the playoffs. Let's get, healthier bodies in the playoffs because these guys definitely are softer and they're not used to the contact in the playoffs, which is how defense used to always be played. And we can solve some problems. Maybe we can get rid of some of these injuries because this is just not as much fun as it could be. And the playoffs have been a blast, but it could have even been better. Just think if we could all have healthy teams here, it would have been amazing. And again, every year the NBA continues to be the sport ravaged the most by playoff injuries and in football, even as much of a contact sport as that is, and definitely the most physical sport out there. They seem to be having less injuries than even basketball has, which is a real problem. But again, that's a story for another day. I'm telling it like it is, but got to get back to some, some kind of relevance here as far as, you know, keeping players healthy and just got to commit to it. Uh, another thing I want to talk about, uh, I want to bring up the dumbest saying in sports. Um, a series doesn't start until someone loses a home game. Do you realize how stupid that comment is? If I hit, I'm going to vomit every time I hear this comment. A lot of vomiting tonight of comments I want to share with you. But um, again, so are you telling me the 87 Twins and Cardinals where each team won all their home games, the series didn't start? Well, last time I checked, the Twins won four games to three. And uh, it didn't matter because no one lost a home game. So that's that, that phrase that the series doesn't start until someone loses a home game is just the dumbest phrase. If you hold serve, 
uh, you can win the series. You could win four th- games to three, win all your home games, lose all your road games. It's happened multiple times in sports, many times in sports. So can we just lose the stupidity of that quote? It is just dumber than dumb. It is one of the dumbest quotes we have in sports. It's like a walk as good as a hit. It's not. No one's taking an extra base on a walk. So just pipe down. Take your head out of your ass and know what the hell's going on. So now let's get to some other things that we need to clear up. And again, these are Hall of Fame players. We mentioned before, I never want to hear from Kyrie Irving or J.J. Redick about, you know, J.J. Redick who thinks that Bob Cousy and he said himself, anybody over 60 is not really concerned about. Well, that's Magic and Bird who saved the damn NBA. So J.J. ought to take a history class. But then again, he's trying to fit in and be a shill for ESPN and the modern day player. You know, he's one of those guys who, you know, you feel like just saying to J.J., J.J., what isn't acceptable for an NBA player to do today? Just, just set the bar for us so we know what we're dealing with. Just set it as low as you can get where you'll never criticize one of them. So it's just it's just a disgrace. But uh, we already criticized Kyrie enough. You know, it's just um, I, I, I give him credit for not wanting to get a vax. That's not the problem. He just doesn't want to play enough, whether it be the vax or some other party he goes to or anything else. But if I have to hear one more time that James Harden a, is a, like a major, major, major player of all time, I'm just going to I'm going to spit on somebody. I mean, this guy, again, how do you take one shot in a 22 minute stretch? in a game six between the second and third quarters, late second into the early fourth quarter, a 22 minute stretch. You took one shot. And this is not the first time that James has done this. James has done this multiple times. He just checks out. I mean, it's a different kind. It's not even, it's not even a normal kind of failure. This is a special mental failure on this man's part. How does a man who's been one of the, one of the biggest hogs, bull hogs in the history of the NBA, Take one shot in a 22-minute span with your season on the line when your team is behind and falling behind more and more and more. Don't you see the writing on the wall, James? Don't you have to step up? Takes one shot in a 22-minute span. Please spare me the the cheap regular season numbers playing Mike D'Antoni offense, which I respect, by the way, great offensive coach. But please respect me putting up numbers in that system. Please spare me that crap. Spare me the crap of putting up numbers. Again, no league has more meaningless numbers than the NBA guys. Alex English, great player, but, you know, again, another guy put up a ton of numbers. All right, we got Lillard putting up great numbers. Great, putting up great numbers. What do you get? What do you got with those numbers? So James Harden just checks out again in another playoff, and this is like one of those, you know, 13 turnover games for his Golden State he had. This is just a disgrace, and we know he doesn't guard. Now, I give James credit for, you know, getting a lot of assists and stuff, but you know what? This man is totally out of shape. The rumors at a club are all going to catch up with him now because you know what? Can't party like that every night and still play basketball. And his profile looks like my profile. Uh, that's not good. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not good. The man is overweight. It's not working out for you. It's a pro basketball player. I'm not, there's a difference. And the bottom line is, sorry, not getting it done. I don't want to hear about him. Next guy, Chris Paul, first ballot hall of famer. If I have to hear one more time again, I said this two weeks ago and telling you like it is Devin Booker. Saying he's the best point guard to ever do it. And I, I, I know you guys say that, but you don't have to say the best point guard to ever do it. I mean, Magic Johnson would just crap all over this guy. Isaiah Thomas, who I hated, by the way, because I'm not a homer. I'll take Isaiah over him. I'll take Stockton over him. I'll take Frazier over him. I mean, there's a ton of guys out there who can really play this position. And, you know, Steve Nash, two-time MVP, Steph Curry, Jerry West. I mean, we got tons of guys. So, and we're probably forgetting a ton more. So let's not sit here. Jesus, the best point guard of all time, really? Or a top five of all time? And get the hell out of here. You got to be kidding me. 
Yeah, he's a very good player. First battle Hall of Famer. Great player. Great, great, great player. I know he's a little banged up, but Jesus, when are you not banged up, guy? And here's the thing. Last thing, this series against Dallas, not getting it done. Had some great games. He was officiated unfairly in game four. I'd never seen a guy foul out in less minutes than that as a point guard. I thought the refs really took uh, Phoenix out of that game in game four. But when they got up to nothing, it did not look good for Dallas because, you know, even though Dallas was a top 10 defensive team, that the defense wasn't working out too well. But, geez, top five point guard of all time. And come on, bro. I, 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 I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm not seeing it. You know, I mean, Jesus, Lord. But again, it's everybody's got to be everybody's got to be the best ever. It, it, the best is when you have like a twenty-five-year-old telling you that. You know, that's why I laugh at JJ Redick. You know, I take a history class on the game. You know, but uh, please, can we just get over this? I don't want to hear about him anymore. And we go on these websites. I just don't want to hear about. It. You know, it's it's just incredible stupidity. Just be done with it already. He's not the best ever point guard. It's not even close. Isaiah would just kick his ass. Isaiah was a freaking axe murderer on the court. Couldn't stand him, but Isaiah will just come and kick your ass and leave change. That's what Isaiah would do to you. Go check out Dick's Pistons game five. Watch Isaiah score 14 points in two and a half minutes. All right, just go check that out. Tell me what happened there. Go check him out versus the Lakers in game six and 88. Go check out that. You know, let me know what happens there. Let me know if he, if he stepped out with an injured ankle or he continue against one of the best defenders in the history of the game, Michael Cooper, and have the best quarter I think you'll ever see in your life, maybe besides Clay's 37. But Give me a break. I mean, holy crap. And in the series coming, you know, in the series, Dallas just took care of business. You know, they, they were laughing at Luca, and Luca hit a couple of shots last night in game seven. I just, I, I couldn't believe it. Um, I mean, he just hit some shots and he just plays with a joy and he's laughing. And you know what's funny about Luca? He's the, he's the best slow player I've ever seen in my life. There's not a person at home who doesn't think they could cover Luca. You're all watching the game saying, I could cover that guy. And you really believe that. He must have just some kind of strength where people just bounce off him. But his, his game is just, it's unbelievable. Between him and Joker, I mean, it's just slow and slower. And they're both just amazing players, which, you know, in the American system today, if this kid was in high school, you wouldn't how much recruitment he'd get. Someone would tell you he was too slow. I mean, it's just it's just incredible. Great, great, great players. But Luca just unbelievable. Last night, a couple of shots. I, I had to leave the room for a while. I was like, what am I watching here? I, I, they were all over him. And Johnson was all over him. I, mean, I don't know what you want him to do. He played perfect defense, hitting step backs in the lane from 15, from three. I mean, everything. It's just unbelievable. Lucas, you know, best European player, him a joker. By the time they, neither of them leave, it would be even better than Dirk was. I mean, it's not even, not even going to be a question, I think, if they just stay healthy. But Dallas did a great job on defense, and Phoenix seemed to panic and, and not run a lot of offense. Uh, I think they should use JaVale McGee a little more. Um, they had a little question mark last night with DeAndre Ayton. Um, he said it was a uh, private matter between uh, why they didn't put him back in. He only played 17 minutes. So, I mean, uh, I don't know what that means. I mean, he is a free agent, so that's going to be interesting. So that series is fascinating. I think Memphis and their series versus Golden State made a big mistake in not getting Adams involved more. Uh, you can see it did bother Golden State on the backboard a little bit. I uh, would love to have seen Job be healthy, but uh, Golden State prevailed. And and you got to see if Iggy's going to be healthy this series because Iggy, remember, Iggy can cover anybody. And if there's a guy that can cover Luca, if we can get Iggy to get out there, he might be able to check Luca as well as you can check him. Between Iggy, Clay, and Draymond, I think you could do it. The question is, who does Luca cover? If I'm if I'm if I'm the Mavs, I go small and I put Luca on Draymond and beg Draymond to shoot. I'll just play like center, play at the say play at the foul line, stay out of that three second lane, and just help on everybody else. And I would just dare Draymond to beat me shooting 25. percent 
or I would really play him zone. Why am I chasing Golden State all over the place to give up the same shots and be twice as tired? Play a zone, and you direct where you want the shots to go from. You say, Jesus Christ, Dave, uh, Golden State's great shooting team. You're right, but why am I chasing you around to have the same result as far as playing zone? When I can play zone, I can direct the ball to where I need it to go and direct it to who I need to go to and make somebody else beat you. I guess it's just ridiculous how much shooting Golden State has on the floor. So this series is going to be really interesting. I want to see if Iggy's healthy. I mean, uh, no real word yet if he's going to be totally healthy or not, but uh, I would like to see him out there. Of course, there was Peyton, who's a, who's a good player, but you know, Golden State does one great thing. They create their own bench, you know, and a lot of guys just don't create a bench, and these teams always talk about how they have no bench. Part of the bench is a coach's responsibility is to create a bench, and, and Golden State has done that. All right, so they've they've taken guys like Peyton who are no superstar players and they've just made they've made them good players. And um, you know, look what they've done for Poole. Now Poole benefits from playing with two of the best three shooters of all time on the floor, and so does Draymond. But you know what? They've done a good job. They've done a solid job of having guys. Looney's a good player. I mean, they've done a great job. It's been interesting to see which team goes with their lineups here. It's um, it was really fun to watch this kind of chess match going on here. Um, two solid coaches. Um, so it, it's uh. It should be pretty interesting. So uh, Golden State and Dallas, I have to think Golden State definitely has the advantage. I just don't think Dallas has enough firepower. Uh, and Golden State seems to be pretty deep, but Golden State is beginning to show a little where they haven't shot the ball as well as they normally shot in the last series. I thought they struggled to shoot it. And I know Memphis is, is you know, did some decent things defensively, but geez, you know, and you got to see how, you know, Golden State's going to shoot it if their legs are, you know, showing a little age, even though they've, you know, last couple of years, they didn't make deep runs to still, Still got a lot of mileage on those legs. And the other thing is, how are they gonna how are you gonna let Draymond be ref this series? Is Draymond gonna be allowed to do what he wants, or are we gonna keep a close watch on Draymond? Are they gonna give Luca calls or are they not gonna give Luca calls? These are very important things because Luca's a contact player. The guys on the Warriors are not. So this is gonna be interesting to see how this series is ref. I mean, I I have to say that Golden State would probably be the favorite. I'm, I'm just looking forward to a great series. I'm really excited about it. But in the Memphis series, I just wish Ja was healthy. That would have been something fun to see. Miami-Philadelphia series, James Harden, like I said, just checked out. You feel bad for Joel Embiid. He got uh, got hurt. Uh, Jimmy Butler just went off. And, uh, you know, Jimmy's a tough player, but I like Miami's depth. Um, I just feel like – and I feel Spolster is a very solid coach. And I feel like the key to Spolster is he's allowed to coach because Pat Riley's not going anywhere and Pat Riley's not going into any peer pressure. So you feel like Eric Spolch is allowed to coach. And I think that makes a big difference when you're allowed to coach, as opposed to some of these guys who are always looking over the shoulder, having to kiss somebody's ass. And I don't think that Spolch is in that situation. Uh, they said Doc Rivers is coming back. Daryl Morey said that, but what that means is he might just not be firing him now. I just can't imagine if I was Doc, would you want to come back? I mean, why doesn't Doc go coach somewhere else? I mean, just get away from the craziness of James Harden. Uh, James Harden is never going to be happy until he's allowed to do whatever he wants, like he did with the Rockets. And uh, it's going to be one of those situations. It's just going to be a mess. So uh, that series, though, very disappointing that we didn't have a healthy Joel Embiid. And unfortunately, that's the way it goes. And uh, it's a tough break. And that's why I said we got to do something to get the health of these players back. I don't want more time off between games because you do have to reward a little bit of, you know, toughness and things of that nature, which we already have too many time, too much time off between some of these games. But um, you know, Miami Philadelphia series is solid. Best series at around though was definitely Milwaukee and Boston. Uh, Milwaukee comes out in Game One and, and beats the hell out of them. But as like I said to people, Boston just didn't make open shots in Game One. They got open shots, they didn't make them. And then people yesterday in Game Seven with their crazy narratives, how Boston's so connected. Yeah, Milwaukee's connected too. But the bottom line is when you score 40, 
40 more points than someone on a three-point line, you're going to win the game. So take your narrative and stick it. It's a make-it-miss-it league. It always has been. It always will be. When you're getting so many jump shots as of today, when people, everybody's willing to shoot the three, it's about making and taking it. You know what? I think that Boston made 19 threes, and I believe that Milwaukee made four. So was that 57 to 12? That's, you know, if, if, <laughs> that's a 45-point difference on the three-point line. You're not overcoming that. I'm sorry. When a team hits 19 threes and you hit four threes, uh, you're losing that game. I'm sure there's a game somewhere where that didn't happen, and a team with the four threes won, but I'd like to know who that is and what the uh, post player they had to dominate the game inside or what, what free throw differential they made up. Giannis just looked exhausted. No one could make a shot. Connaughton and Grayson Allen couldn't make shots. They really missed Middleton. Middleton, very underrated player. I didn't think they stuck with Lopez long enough, and I thought they should use Portis a little more myself. Uh, but, you know, again, everybody switches everything today, so these guys get in foul trouble. It's a tremendous amount of foul trouble. Tatum played great in game six. Uh, he played really well again in game seven. Even he got in foul trouble, though, and Milwaukee is down 15. Tatum goes out with about seven minutes left in the third quarter, and uh, Milwaukee doesn't close the gap, and that's the, that's the game right there. Uh, but, you know, and you know, I really love – Drew Holiday here. He's like the modern day Dennis Johnson. He's a very good player, very underrated player, great defender, very intelligent player. He's he's like my human Giannis. So I love watching him, but I love Holiday. He's definitely one of my favorite players. So every year just watching him has just been so enjoyable because he plays both ends of the floor and he competes like a maniac. You have to love him. But Boston came out, Brown, they had a good balance. Williams, you got to give Williams credit. And this one best thing about the playoffs this year. A lot of new blood, guys who weren't high draft picks, guys who weren't drafted at all, who've worked at their game and set a great example for players out there. You got to work. There's no substitute for getting in a gym. Williams could not. Williams was a post player in college, and he was the guy that could score from like 10 to 12 feet in. And you know what? And you, you got to give him credit, man. This guy's worked his ass off. He's become a good player. Brunson has great success in college. But again, you know, he's going to be a free agent this year. You look at the success that these guys have had. It's, uh, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith. Just having a great time. I mean, like, you know, I'm happy for Land, you know, I'm happy for Bullock to get off the Knicks and go over there and hit some big shots. You covered Chris Paul, did a decent job a couple of times. So, I mean, he's, he's, look at these guys who are just coming in and just becoming very good players. And it's it's really, really, really exciting to watch some of these guys. Uh, Marcus Smart, who I always love. I mean, just competes like a wild man. Uh, love him to death. He just goes so hard. He's playing so banged up. He just competes. Does flop a little too much, but you're the defensive player of the year, you're going to get those calls. So I don't blame him for doing it, but Marcus smart, just a great play. But I think, I think, you know, I think Lowry needs to be a little more healthy for Miami in this series. And it sounds like he's going to be out for game one. So I, I think they miss him because they really don't have that true point without Lowry. Lowry is that true, true, true point guard where he's going to run the team. He's not going to care about himself. He's just going to care about the team's success. And Lowry is a tough, he's a dog. He's got a lot of dog in the fight, man. He's a tough dude. He competes. Uh, I think they got to get him back healthy. Um, you know, so this Miami team, like I said, I think they're deeper. I just don't know who's going to cover Tatum. That's going to be an interesting matchup because Jimmy's a little bit too small. I think Tatum can elevate and get over him. I just don't think, you know, Jimmy's going to be able to cover him because, like I said, Tatum is a little longer. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. A Bayou's, I wouldn't put him on on that. But speaking of guys stepping up, uh, Bayou's going to be covering Al Horford. Al Horford has just been great. I mean, what a great career Al Horford's had. I did some great job with those Atlanta teams that just couldn't get over the hump. They just weren't that good, but they overachieved because of guys like Al Horford holding people accountable. He had, he played great. Like I said, him and Williams really won the series. I know Tatum had the big numbers because he's your big dog, but 
really it's Al Horford and, and Williams that really won that series for him in game seven there. And in game six, Horford just played really well. Game five, he played really well. So here we are, you know, I mean, just incredible, incredible stuff for guys who, you know, come out of nowhere and uh, you know, now Horford, you know, everybody thought that was like an afterthought. You know, Why did the Celtics pick him up again? Because Al Horford's a fighter. Al Horford's a, a pro. You know, when we say pro, he's a guy who cares about the game. He cares about the result. He cares about professionalism. Now, in this NBA today, I can't say that about a lot of guys, but Al Horford, he's a pro, and uh, he cares about the product. So uh, during the week, we're going to check back in uh, on the weekend. Right now, it's Monday night before uh, Game One kicks off between Miami and Boston. Like I said, I want to see who Miami's going to put on Boston. That's that's going to be really, really, really important. Like I said, I don't think it's going to be Butler, obviously. Um, you know, it's 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 going to be such a fun situation. Let's check over here to the uh, player statistics here. You know, Jimmy Butler's been great, 28.7, uh, shooting 52% on the year. Jason Tatum, though, you know, he's only shooting 43%, so that 28.3 has some hollowness in it there. But, um, you know, with Miami here, this is going to be quite interesting to see who covers, covers uh, you know, who's going to try to cover Tatum. I just don't know how you're going to do this because, you know, obviously Hero's not good enough to do it. Um, Adebayo's too big to do it. I think that he getting cheap foul trouble. He's going to have to deal with Horford anyway. It's funny how guys disappear in different series. Like in this series with Boston and Milwaukee, Thies really wasn't a part of it. But Thies will be back because he's, uh, he's a solid player. And uh, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's a good player. And, and guess see what Brown does in the series. Jalen Brown had 22 points a game, 48.4%. Um, you know, Luca's averaging 31.5. Luca got only played 30 minutes last night because they did the right thing and got him out. He could have went for 50, but uh, you know, they were nice about it and got him out. So he's only averaging 31.5 <laughs> this year, but Luca just, you know, he could have, he could have kept going. Uh, Curry's averaging 26.9 here on the screen. He has, has had a great playoff. Only 45% for him, which is a little low. Real um, Rihanna's just incredible numbers. 14 rebounds, 7 assists, 31.7. Shot under 50%. Luca missed a, uh, not Luca. Giannis missed a couple of easy ones yesterday, and uh, I think that really hurt them. Uh, you know, so it's it's uh, Joel Embiid had a solid playoff. You know, 23.6, 48%. 10.5 rebounds. Did a good job. Uh, you know, just didn't get enough help. Booker, a little disappointing, 23.3. 45%. Again, the shooting percentage is way down this year. Some of the shooting percentage historical lows this year compared to some of the others. Uh, Tyrese Maxey stepped up, though. <coughs> 20.8 points a game, excuse me, 48% shooting for the young fella. Uh, shooting 94% from the line, so that's that's really, really, really exciting stuff right there. Clay Thompson, 20.4. Pool, 19.3. Good Lord, the guy's the third guy. You get that third guy, my man, Drew Holiday. Didn't shoot well, though. 19.1, but only shot 38% for the series. But again, six and a half assists, six rebounds. That's him. This guy is a beast. I love him to death. Holiday is uh, hes definitely worth the price of admission because he's just so tough. 1.8 steals a game, by the way. A hard 40% from the field. 18.6 points a game. DeAndre Hayden was having a great playoff. And then yesterday, those numbers went down. He shot 64%. That's 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 the fault of the Phoenix Suns not getting this guy to ball. This guy shot, this guy shot, you know, sixty four percent and got eighteen points a game. Chris Paul shot very well, fifty six percent, seventeen point five for the playoffs, but numbers way down in that last series. Tobias played solid, seventeen points, fifty percent. Again, Tobias did not get enough shots. Obviously, uh, 
you know, there's only one basketball makes it tough. I'm happy for Wiggins. Wiggins, uh, 14 and a half, shooting almost 50%. Good for him. Uh, really excited for him going forward. Look of Tyler Hero had a good series too, 14 points a game basically, uh, but he only shot 42%. So this is some fun stuff here. Uh, it's it's going to be a great, great, great series. I tell you, I just don't know who the Heat are going to put on. Our guy, Jason Tatum. There, I mean, he is he's tough. So this is going to be very, 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 very fascinating. And the other series, who are you going to put Luke on? I think it's it's always about matchups, and that's where the game from one to two. That's where the coaching really comes into play. The seven game series. It's not a one night thing. You got to go through the whole thing, and you got to keep working at it. It's fascinating stuff. So it's going to be a lot of fun to see these teams and, uh, you know, how they're getting it done here. Who's covering who? I think it's going to be a blast to see this. It's going to be exciting. Going to be really exciting, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk again on the weekend. Get most burger here. Ah, yes, game four. Game four. Yes, magic with the skyhook for the three Hall of Famers. Yes, and then the bird shot hits the, the back rim. We walk worthy of the lane. Anyway, it's the heyday of the NBA. But uh, again, so having fun here until I like it is. What two of the conference finals? Give us a hoop on Apple. This series is far from over. Ooh, Pat Riley is sweating in the Boston Garden and trying to actually he tried to get green a headache. But uh, we got what, an apple on uh, iTunes there, on Facebook, on Twitter. All right. We got them all, man. So come on, give us a, give us a buzz. Let us know what you think. If you want to come on, we'd love to have you on. If you did it out there, very excited about the stuff. An entire city hopeful tonight that this arena becomes the Garden of Even. And I will see you guys next week. And it should be a lot of fun. It's going to be a blast. Take care.